What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 344 broken up into two parts, A and B. A, B. Wow, Roger doing both this week. All right. Three, four, four. I, I, I was letting him take it. 344A posting on 822 will be a discussion on The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and 344B posting on 825 will be a discussion on Heart of Stone from Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, he says, every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, and our lovely perma guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how are we today? Yes, we are good. All right, let's, let's score it then. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How has your week been? The heat has returned. The energy's high in this in this room. I don't know about where you're at, Grayson, but... It's electrifying the heat, here. The, the yes. heat has returned to Atlanta. It was it wasn't bad for a while, but it is back to feeling like you're in an oven all the time. You're almost out of Atlanta, terrible. aren't you, bro? Yeah, it was like yeah. 50 degrees here last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was like cold. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're here, almost out of there, though, right, Grayson? How long? Two weeks. Less than yeah? two weeks. You excited? Yeah. yeah. Very, very excited. Very cool. Very excited. So um, you, made, yeah. you, you made it through another one, huh? I did, I did indeed, wow. and with the strike going on, I'm not all too, I'm not altogether un, un, unhappy that things aren't. I get to like ready to get the hell out of there. I owe some people so. some money that you made it out of Atlanta alive, so I'll have to hedge those bets. It's fine. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean? Don't you worry about it. You just keep living your life. I'll keep on betting on it. <laughs> also, don't ask who we made bets to. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you, Roger? Did you bet against me, or did you bet for me? Obviously, if Chris lost, you bet for me. It's unwise for anyone to make a comment about this at this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be almost out of here. What about you guys? Got anything, got anything going on this week? Not really. Not a whole lot, man. Back to the week that just passed. Not really too much. I'm going. I'm going to uh, to the deeper in the woods this weekend coming up. So that'll be a nice little getaway. Nice. Is that, is that like an analogy for something, or are you literally going deep? I in live the in the woods already. I live in the Ohio Valley, <laughs> so it's not like you know, Upper Appalachia, Upper Appalachia, sir. Still, <laughs> it's about the same. I don't my know if I'd call the. My, I don't know if I'd call the the Ohio Valley the woods. My but, house is on County Road 16 on top of a hill. It doesn't even yeah. have a name. It has just a number. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know other you know other streets. I'm near County Road 14 and County Road 17. You know wait, what I mean? Wait, there wait, wait, hold 15. on, hold on. Where's question. 15? No, it just no, doesn't no, exist. <laughs> wait a second. Okay, question. If you need yeah. to go, if you for some reason needed to get to a major shopping complex, let's just call it the mall. How okay, long yeah. does it take you to get there? From there, 35 to 40 minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Where is your nearest like shopping center? I mean, it depends on what you define as a Can Amazon center. find you? Can Amazon find you? Amazon does find us. It took them a long time and a lot of tries, but we got that down. And we just got cable in the last 10 years, too, up there. So it's nice. We're like oh a society gosh. now. How many yeah. houses are up that way? I mean, you know, it's... They have a one-room schoolhouse and a general <laughs> store. There, there is a church up there, too. A church, yep, sure. I just have a graveyard attached. Yes, of course it, it does. does. <laughs> of course it does. That's where the pioneers founded... founded <laughs> God, yeah, um, I mean, those those yeah. general stores do still exist. Um, I've seen uh, several of, course of them. They do. So, uh, where Chris is vacationing mm-hmm. um, next week, uh, there are a few of those yep. around in that area because once you get so far outside of the main city limits, it's it's a half hour drive to get back to it, and a lot of them have uh, each major artery has its own like stop and go yep. place on the way. Yeah, so. I mean that being said near where you know the place i'm talking about you know the nearest if you don't want to drive 35 minutes to a walmart or you know a grocery store you have the food land you know what i mean so the food land the food land there's a kroger there yeah 
Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> a little further out. The one in the main town, I've never... Every time I've gone there, I've bought cases of beer. I've yeah. never bought anything not beer-related there. <laughs> it's very useful for oh, yeah, me. 100%. Useful. That's like the... Are the you going to drink cover. 100 beers? No. I'm, I'm a liquor guy, though, so... Good. Yeah. Are you really? I kind of... I kind of pictured that you're a liquor guy, or like I kind of guessed that you would be a liquor guy. I can't. I yeah. I can't. I can't do the whole beer thing. Like, I, it's too much volume. I can't handle it. Like my stomach hurts and shit. So I've always been. I've always done like, you know, the vodka or the the you know the other liquors, things like that. Tequila has been like my thing for the last two years. It's good for me. Good for my heart. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Good for your heart. Tequila. Interesting. Rod, what about you? Mm-hmm. I think that's poor on? dietary advice. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, agree. I don't know, man. Not a whole lot going on for me. Um, not much happening. I'm on a new diet. It's great. It's what great. diet is it? Is it keto? No, not this time. But it's just I'm sad a lot. So, <laughs> which is like <laughs> just sad a lot. <laughs> is that the depression diet? Because I'm on that all the time. <laughs> not like that, but it's like you ever just been hungry and then you're like, nope, fat boy, <laughs> nope. And you're like, yeah, no, this is the best way for me to be. <laughs> Can't have it. I've been really doing really well, actually. I so I walked or ran 142 km this week, which is just, I, like it's. I think that's almost at 100 miles or somewhere around that area. But, Pretty close. Yeah, I've, I'm really hustling, man. I've I've lost. Um, I can tell my body is changing, and I like I don't like eating healthy all the time because like it's I can't have things I want. I have to have to, I, I have to eat things I need, but uh, it's it's going very well. So, no, yeah. I mean, legitimately, it's just about eating less ultimately so mm-hmm. that's about eating more. right you need to get well yeah eating, eating right. less and doing more in this the end yeah, riveting moving, podcast. More, moving more and eating less will do will do the job of losing weight yep yes indeed um would you guys watch anything else besides what we did for the show i have been i revisited um and i know roger we talked about this chris you may not have been on the show as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure you weren't the last full measure on i actually i actually caught that on hulu do you remember that one with sebastian stan covering the he's trying to get someone a posthumous um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one. The, I forget I what the highest Chris was here. For. I don't think he was. Chris, you like military? It was like shoes. a Medal of Honor, but it's not quite the Medal of like Nate Bronze Star or something for the Navy no, 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 or something. It's, he's trying to give a v, um, someone from the Air Force a posthumous. I forget like the Medal of Honor. It's like the highest medal they could, could receive back then because he he came in uh, during a very intense firefight in Vietnam and he came down, but like the imagery they use is he's coming down like an angel off the chopper to rescue these guys. And he pretty yeah. much sacrifices himself. So an entire squadron of he guys saved a whole fucking platoon. Yeah. So like, it's a Chris, if you like, it was, military a good, it was actually a good movie. Mm, no, Chris, you're into military that. shooters. I know that. I, I mean, am, so man. you yeah. should check that out. It's on Hulu. It won't be a waste of your time. That's a damn, that's like a nine and a half or a 10. That's a damn okay. good movie. So I was pleasantly surprised by that one. Um, something I talked about last week when I said I was about to finish The Witcher. So I finished it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously. Does this. So, like, it's okay. And then, like, the last couple episodes, like, they're setting it up. And, like, you know, because everybody knows that it's, like, Henry Cavill's, like, last thing. Mm-hmm. I thought there was actually going to be something happen. Mm-hmm. No, it just sort of fucking stops. Yep. Like what? Is he like 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 indisposed for like the last three episodes he's there for? Well, or he, and like there's eight episodes, and like episode five at the end of his fight, he really gets his ass whipped mm-hmm. like real bad. Yeah. Like the only time you've seen it happen through the entirety of the show, and like the next two four episodes of him recovering. One hell of a way to send off your hero. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was not the best. Yeah, thing. I can't wait for his 40k thing to come out. I, I will. I'm. I'll be the happiest man alive when that happens. If it does, man, I don't. I mean, look, I don't know how vindictive Netflix is, but uh, they could stop that, or they could try to stop it. I don't know if I can, but you. Know, I mean, look, I don't know. So we'll see. I'm just I would like it. that to be the case. I'm in, sure Amazon would like it too, because Netflix may be a big company. Amazon's bigger. True. <laughs> Well, also, like, uh, uh, yes, things we watched. Uh, me and my wife, we finished the anime we were currently watching, so now we are on. T- I, I, I offered up the options, and we picked Cyberpunk. So I'm rewatching Cyberpunk, which you two losers haven't even seen it once yet. So shame on you. But uh, rewatching yes. that, so I'm super excited about it because it is fantastic. So two episodes, and she was like, "Okay, yeah, we 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 can finish watching this." Like, yeah, cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, I need to watch that. My my brother has spoken accolades about it too. So that and Arcane, it's two fantastic yeah. things you're missing out they're, on. They're on they're on my list. I just keep for my my problem is not that I'm actively dodging them. It's just that I keep forgetting about that they're on there. So you say that I feel like you're actively dodging them though. No, I'm I'm not. Did well, you watch Edge of Tomorrow with your wife? No, ready for oh, that too. What the fuck? Well, so okay, so listen, so two 20 minute episodes of something is easier to watch than a, a two and a half hour, you know, movie. I'll be at a good one. Yes. But, you know, to find time with kids and all that, we'll probably watch it while we're, you know, on vacation or something. We'll see. Probably not. I don't, that's I don't one of those movies. That's hold on a second. Hold on. Back. Huh. Hold, hold the phone for one second. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Um, I understand the, the whole time thing and being parents to young kids. I get that. However, Edge of Tomorrow is one of those movies that like. You should probably like prioritize that a little higher than a second viewing of um, Cyberpunk. You can't say that having not seen Cyberpunk yet. I've seen Age of Edge of Tomorrow, heard. and Edge of Tomorrow is a ten. I look. I know Cyberpunk's great, but I don't. Is it a ten? I, I I've put it up there near that bracket. Yes. Mm. Roger, you're going to be deciding factor here. Second viewing of um. I've never watched Cyberpunk, so see, see? I, I have inaccurate data to extrapolate from. <laughs> the man speaks the truth. Fair, okay, but I, I just I also kind of agree movie. with Grayson. Though. Oh no, I, I, I'm excited to see that film. And after she listens to this podcast, she'll probably say we have to find time for it. So, mm. yes, I've been rewatching the Rush Hours, which I think have lost I'd some lie. of their some of their funniness. Chris Tucker rewatching the Rush Hours. How many how, how many movies are in there that you've seen? Well, there's, there's there's three there's films. Three. And then there's there's a fourth one coming. Okay, so at, at, at least I think I don't I'm, I can't be positive about that. Gotcha. But. So like, what? That's like ninety minutes a movie. That's two hundred seventy minutes, right? Well, I didn't watch. I mean, I, I'm jumping around. I've I've watched several things. I watched some good docs. Oh, I watched that thing, Roger Gleason. Yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah. Like, Wasn't that God, sad as shit though? Yeah, but it's it's also like it's also it's incredible. Good, good. Yeah. Jeez. Dude, like you you feel bad for this guy because like his life is. You know, he's basically his body has betrayed him and he's stuck in his cage. And then he's like using his little voice modulator to fight with his wife. And it's dude, it's, it's fucking brutal. Dude, it's it's oh, my God, it's such so, a, I don't want to talk. I, 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 cry, I cried many times during that one. Yeah. It's depressing. You know, yeah. we have a couple of we have a couple of dead weeks coming up that we are really going to struggle to find something for the streaming. Maybe we'll save that for one of the weeks coming up. Oh, I don't want to watch it again. I don't want to watch it at all. <laughs> I'll watch it again, Chris. No, you if you haven't it. watched it, though, I, 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 have, can't, I can't I have recommend so it much. I'm so good at crippling depression without the help from a movie. Like, I don't need that. That's <laughs> fair. Okay, that's okay. I get that. That's fair. I have some fast math for you, Grayson, because I know you're shit at math. Um, 270 minutes is probably the minimum of three Rush Hour movies, which is an entire 10-episode series on Netflix like Cyberpunk, just so you know. Okay. You know, just just letting you know that, you know. Got math tracks. It's there. So. <laughs> math tracks. Stats do track. Okay. <laughs> we, should, we should jump into the show. 
It's been a very <laughs> riveting podcast opening. We should jump into the show. How does that sound, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's. T- oh, Roger. Also, I I caught Devotion again this week, and I, okay. I really wanted to. So it's on rotation. On one it of is. The it is. I didn't. Now. Um, Epic, I think I not epics. Something like that. I I think the De- Devotion is one of those movies to me. I it's it's odd that I caught it with. Uh, the same week we're talking about Demeter because Devotion is one of those movies that such a low box office is not accurate as that movie at all. Um, yeah, it's actually sure. really it's actually a pretty decent movie that I think did just didn't get a chance. However, I want to ask you, especially just you know post Top Gun, was Glenn Powell and Jonathan Majors enough to carry that movie? Like enough to, to get names within the theater to watch it? I mean, up it, until neither one's Tom Cruise. No, but I mean. Glenn Powell is handsome, and Jonathan Majors was was when that movie came out as big as you could be. That's true. He is so he's gone the um, Ezra Miller way of things, but he's still a hell of an actor. That can't be taken away from him. But that's fair. All right, gentlemen, let's start an episode, shall we? This is episode three hundred forty four of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at five a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, gentlemen, let's talk about the box office, and you will be surprised to know, and I, I sure as hell was, Blue Beetle took the number one spot, $25.4 million, with a worldwide of 43 What are we thinking about that? I mean, somebody finally dethroned Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not by much, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But, <laughs> but what do we? So, uh, are these the opening numbers we were expecting? Soft, better, or what? Well, so I'm, I'm I won't I won't say that I'm surprised that Barbie finally got dethroned because listen, it was going to happen. Yeah, and it's been out for a while. It, so. it has, it has, it has its run, and listen, it's obviously going to have more legs than anything that we've seen in forever. Okay, um, I'm not surprised that Blue Beetle was the one that took it down because I guess. It's as good a movie as any. However, these numbers are not spectacular. So that's it. Well, not for a, not for a big uh, DC or Marvel opening. Hell no, that's pretty soft. However, reviews, as for whatever you're going to say about them, uh, us and view listener out there, reviews are somewhat solid for that one. So we're going to check that one out next week for ourselves. But uh, I, I am. I don't have a lot of faith going into it, but I I hope. Look, like Roger always says, if we got to watch it, I just hope it's good. Yeah, you know, Barbie Arlie, ran for four consecutive weeks at number one. So, what are we talking about, Barbie or Barbie? I said it went for four consecutive weeks at number one. It was mm-hmm. bound to. Oh right, it was bound to be dethroned. However, I mean, even the motto of our own show is we just hope it doesn't suck. So Blue Beetle, you don't have a huge bar, but however, so Blue Beetle and its opening opening DC weekend twenty five point four Barbie. Four weeks in, twenty-one point five million. Only four million more than Blue Beetle. Barbie is sitting at a very cool one point two seven nine billion dollars. Very soon to pass Mario. It's gonna it will. It should track down Mario either late this week or early next week. Yeah, it definitely should. And actually, I saw I saw an article that said there have been there have been tens of thousands already Ken outfits sold online for Halloween. <laughs> Somebody yes. no, so that's a real thing. My wife was looking for uh, for Halloween costumes for our kids and stuff because they, you know, they have a few things they want to be, and you can't escape the all the different Barbie and Ken like costumes on any online shopping. There, there's so many of them, and they're everywhere. So it's definitely a thing right now. 
It's but you know how many Kens are gonna be in like a bar on Halloween night? There's gonna be like fifty Kens running around. All Bro shirtless. Down. All yeah, shirtless. No, there's gonna be a lot of beach offs. And they're all and they're all actually named Chad. Yep. Probably. <laughs> there's gonna be so much beaching off. With each I'm other. gonna beach you off, sir. <laughs> Not if I beat you off first. That's that joke will be Woo! so funny for the first forty minutes when you're out. Yeah, it's and true. It's just gonna be weirdly gay after yep. that. Yep. <laughs> Awkwardly. Weirdly. All right. Awkwardly. All right. Number three, Oppenheimer, another 10.6. But you'll be happy to know it's 717 million, 717. That's it's coasting, man. It's uh the in, the international is really picking up. It's a 432, the domestic 285. So I don't think no one is unhappy with this one. Every time you say say the international has done really well, I always just want to ask you what regions uh have <laughs> seen it and i haven't seen it but that's insensitive How about so. the asian region what are we thinking about that stop <laughs> i can tell you well so i was just looking at that but roger please go ahead if you if you want to number four teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem 8.4 million if you remember we what we talked about that one last week we were we were pretty pretty strong on that one 118 million but that's gonna lose all steam so that's see that's what i'm talking about it's like so 118 million off of what was absolutely guaranteed to be like 150 million dollar budget. That's not enough to greenlit another movie and a, se- a season one of a TV show, is it? Is there enough interest on, in in that box office? I mean, they already greenlit the TV show. I mean, again, these studios have to know what they're putting out when they're putting it out. So I, I feel like they wouldn't have already backed all this up without knowing what they had. If you look, like you know, there's been a 2019 cartoon of Turtles. There's been a 2013 cartoon of Turtles. You know, you have movies sprinkled in there as well, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, they know that this thing, you know, like, every every few years can come in and make money. Uh, and can I argue, though, that it's not just about a TV show? It's about toy revenue, at least a little bit with that? Of course. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. All that plays into of it. Course. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. Number uh, how much did Oppenheimer make this week? Oppenheimer did 10.6. It made $16.1 million in the Netherlands. <laughs> Well, see, it's it's doing well, and look, I I, I think that one's going to continue to just coast, and probably until about fall, it's just going, you know, continue solid eight to ten million a week. Uh, I believe it broke some records this week for like the highest grossing film of all time that never hit number one. Oh, that's true. Yes, I did post that uh, story on our yeah on our um that it never social. took a number one in the uh, domestic box office. But with the Which, we were so we were talking about the schedule for the next you know four or five weeks. There's really it's really a soft next four or five weeks. So Barbie and Oppenheimer are just going to continue to just keep raking in money. You know, yeah. people are like what's that? Ah, let's go. Let's go. Sorry, I mean, look, if there's two movies, it should at least they're good ones. That's true. So. That's very true. And number number five, Strays. Roger, you were right. You said eight to ten million. I said thirty. God, you're right again. Ah, uh, sitting at a. I'm eight, way better at this game than you. I, late, like, lately, yes, sig- that is true. Not lately. No, significantly always. <laughs> lately, yes. Eight point three million for Strays a worldwide of ten point two. That's a shame. What what are audiences? What are you guys doing with your? Do you not want rated R comedies anymore? Do you not you want them? Shame, but we haven't seen it yet. And we don't know if it's complete dog shit. That's true. Because we're talking about one today that also that is I mean that very much. misleading. Yep. Um, let's talk about six through ten. I'm interested to see where Demeter falls Ooh. because it's obviously not well. If it's not one through five on its second week, it was not good. <laughs> Make to the trench is still climbing. That's at 316 million. Would you ever think that movie was going to hit 316 million dollars? Nope. Nope. But good for well, it. Well, listen, it's like isn't it like three to one international oh, yes. split or something yeah, like that yeah. too? Yep. 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 Uh, number six is Meg to the Trench. Seven, Talk to Me. Eight, Haunted Mansion. Nine, Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part One. Let's see what that's sitting at. 
541. That's so disappointing. Christ, that's so disappointing. Just, it got swallowed by the monster that was Barbenheimer. It so. did. It did. It, it can't be too upset about it. I obviously. mean, look, it's a good movie. It I'd recommend everybody sees it. Yep. That's well. Let me ask you that. Okay, so let me let me ask you the. Oppenheimer pushed it out of Big D because of Nolan's contractual agreements with all the theaters. Uh-huh. Now, which movie would if you're you're, you're going to watch both? Which movie would you rather see in Big D if you could only choose one? Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One or Oppenheimer? It would have been it would have been well after watching both of them. It's definitely Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. Like, like Oppenheimer weird... Oppenheimer is a very good movie. It doesn't it didn't have to yeah. be bigger. I mean, look, I can appreciate a studio or, excuse me, using a, a, a theater with better screen, better sound. I Listen, I always will prefer to watch any movie in that ratio. But if I had to pick between those two, and Oppenheimer is probably the better movie than Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible fits the build for that kind of criteria yeah, to agreed. watch a movie. I agree. So, That's what I was thinking about today is. I can understand why Tom Cruise would be upset in, you know, he was thrown around. It's not even that kind of movie. People heard him say it's not even that kind of movie. Like, and I get that. And maybe Nolan should have been a little more uh, just to like maintain friends through the industry. Nope. Maybe he should have been Fuck like, em. all right, fine. Contracts are contracts. He, he that's that's true. That's, that's, he wanted that signed for a reason. He got it. So yeah, the worst game to get it. beat at is business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst one. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. Look, Go ahead. Well, well like, you know, we've seen Mission Impossible. It's been a success, whether it's been a huge financial success or not, right? And we know the movie's good. The movie's the movie is going to word of mouth very well. You know, whether it gets seen in theaters now or not, people are going to watch it when it comes out on streaming because people are positive on it. It has good reviews. I bet you, when if they release this better when the part two comes out, uh, you know, whenever it does, I I bet you it does way more money than this one did. Stay away from Barbie too. Yeah, basically is all that all it has to try to accomplish. But I, I I think it'll I think the part two will come out and do way better than what this what part one did, and and I, I hope it does because I think it deserves it. It, it. I was should. really I glad mean, that you liked that after you hadn't seen any of them. That yeah, made me cool. happy. I really do think Chris, before part two comes out, you should try to watch all of them. If you're going to skip I, I, one, skip two because I will once you watch Cyberpunk and Arcane. All right, no, okay, that's a deal. And if I watch yep. Cyberpunk and Arcane, I mean, it could be many years possible. before that next film comes out. So. No, that's that's next year. We, we <laughs> know that's next year. Yes, we know it's next 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 year. It, it got it? pushed. It got pushed a little bit, but we know it's next yeah. year for sure. Uh, number ten, the last voyage of the Demeter. Now that's sitting at eleven point eight, so it almost doubled. <laughs> it almost doubled. So there is word of mouth getting around that it is worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. Because the first week was only six point five. Now it's handful almost twelve. Of so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's odd for a movie, right? Like, absolutely no fall off, really. That's actually yeah. That, you know, that's, that's actually impressive. Yeah. yeah. So it's usually minimum fifty percent. Right? Yeah. Oh, that that makes sense. But again, there's just nothing. This week was kind of a. I mean, Blue Beetle. Did you guys even hear? I forgot even Blue before I looked at the box. I was I'd even forgotten Blue Beetle came out. To be honest with you. No, because I was I knew it was coming because I was shocked when I started seeing like initial reviews going like it's pretty good and I'm just like. We'll see. I don't know about this. <laughs> I feel All like right, someone's so... a liar. <laughs> Let's like a look at some upcoming releases real quick here. Let's just move through them quickly. And I say this because it seems to be a really kind of a soft uh, end of summer going into fall. So this past weekend brought us back on the strip. Also, oh, hold uh, on. I want to play the game. I'm going to count how many movies I've never heard of. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just reading the ones that are highlighted. It's, like it's those, fine. Okay. Back on the strip. Blue Beetle. One. Landscape with invisible hand. I, w- I would count that. Yeah, okay. Strays, August twenty fifth. Bottoms, 
three. <laughs> Golda. No, I know. I've, I've heard we, of, we, I've heard we know of that one. What that dumpster fire is. All right. Golda. Three. <laughs> Gran Turismo, The Hill, and Retribution. So we've, we've I mean, to be Four? honest, we've, we've, heard, we've heard about those. Have we? Yeah. We talked those about Those are two movies, right? The Hill is the baseball movie. Oh, and that's Red, right. Red Retribution right. is the Liam Neeson cookie cutter. Film. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. we're sitting at three. And then we have August 30th, Slaughterhouse. Four. Yep, yep. There you go. September 1st, Equalizer 3. September 8th, Aristotle and Dante discover secrets of the universe. Five. Five. <laughs> my, big fat, <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding three. I won't take one up for that. And then the nun two. Chris? We, who, uh, time waits for nun one. Ooh, okay, fair enough. All right, September fifteenth. You're getting so much fucking worse at this. <laughs> this is supposed to be bad. That's why All funny. right, September fifteenth, Camp Hideout. Six. There you go. Haunting in Venice and The Inventor. Yeah, you should probably say seven. The post looks a little weird. Uh, it's uh, September twenty second, Expendables four and Stop Making Sense. Seven. There's seven. seven. Yep. There's seven. <laughs> September 29th, The Creator, The Kill Room, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, and Saw ten. I've no, actually no, heard of all those. Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> all right. A whole week where I know what those movies are. Well, and we'll go through October. October 6th, Dumb Money, Foe, F-O-E, is one movie name. Eight. Yeah, there you go. October 13th, The Exorcist Believer and Ordinary Angels. Nine. There you go. Uh, number October 20th, Killers of the Flower Moon. Obviously, we've heard about that. Underdogs. Ten. There you go. And Five Nights at Freddy's. So in the next... Let's just say month and a half. Ten movies that are have not really been advertised. That aren't even on my radar. That's that's super weird to me. It's just what's Look, going on. I've seen on? a lot of really shitty trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely have. Um, but then after that, November really picks up. You know, we got we got Dune, uh, the Marvels. And I'm just saying because they're at least going to make some money. The Hunger I mean, Games are they're big movies. Yeah, yeah. The Hunger Games, The Bout of Songbird and Snakes. I'd completely forgotten that until I saw it right now. Um, Actually, goals. I like that trailer, by the way. I saw that trailer. I'm Next goal so, wins. Please don't I'm destroy. So warm on anything. Hunger yeah. Games. It's insane. Thanksgiving. Trolls band together. Napoleon. Disney's. Oh, I'm 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 actually. I'm high. I'm fucking it. high on Napoleon. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm all in on Napoleon. I love, I love baby. all the memes that are out now. That's just, a big week, him. though. <laughs> so that's a big yeah. week. So the 17th is a Friday, and then the 22nd, which is a Wednesday, of course, the day before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. That's Napoleon and Disney's Wish. That might be a double theatrical week. For the next Friday yeah, or for the whatever. next next show. And then of course December, Godzilla minus one, which which will have its audience. That's minus on the first. One? And as of as of right now, there's nothing until the fifteenth. Anyone but you and Wonka. Those are two different movies. Wonka. And then the the twentieth, which is a Wednesday, Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. I don't know if it'll actually come out that day. Pretty sure be. that's getting delayed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. So uh, December twenty second, which is a Friday, is migration. That's it. Migration. That's oh, the that's DreamWorks the, one, right? That's the DreamWorks, yes. And then the 25th, as of right now, scheduled for Christmas Day, <laughs> The Boys in the Boat. No idea. Is that, is that a Boys in the Hood sequel? No. Yes. I no, hope so. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> the Color Purple and Ferrari. Ferrari looks pretty rad. I've seen a trailer for that, but The Color Purple also, we've known about that too. So that's um. So again, it's like a really, unless something happens... Hollywood better, the studios better do something. They, they all better convene a meeting or this would be very, very bad fall holiday um, release schedule because it's very, very bad. I really hope they do something because uh, we need it. We need it. All right, gentlemen, thank you for that. That's not a whole lot to look forward to. This is the coming next, you know, four months. Not a whole lot to look forward to. 
just need Dune. Oh, Dune's going to carry doing it. doing this every week. Love what? it. I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> doing what every week? Nothing. This, okay, fair. Talking about what's streaming? Amazon is the choice this week as we started over with our rotation last week. Um, I went with Hacksaw Ridge by uh, director Mel Gibson, of course. Andrew Garfield, Hugo Weaving, Vince Vaughn, Rachel Griffith, Teresa Palmer, Milo Gibson, Sam Worthington, 2016. It received many Oscar nominations, including one for Best Picture. I, I think this is a very solid movie, a very solid war movie made by sure. a director who's you know made made a Best Picture uh, winner by himself. He's been in several war films. He knows his way around those characters. Um, it's uh, the story of the of the the U.S. Desmond Marines, Dawes, Desmond Dawes, and the U.S. Marines taking Hacksaw Ridge, uh, and his kind of conviction and belief saving a whole bunch of soldiers in in that fight. And it's about it's about Desmond Dawes and his conviction towards believing in the, in, in the Lord. But man, it's a good it's a good movie. It's a very solid movie. Chris, I'll ask you for military shooters. Have you you you've seen Hacksaw Ridge? I, I yes, assume, I've seen right? Hacksaw Ridge. Is right. it on your radar for good movies? I mean, yes. It's one that I listen to all the time. I love the score. I love uh, how the how the film opens, how it closes. You know, the whole when he's at, when he's asking when it's showing clips of, of course, a very bloody battlefield, one of the bloodiest of World War II in the Pacific Theater, of just guys getting blown apart, guts everywhere. You hear Desmond talking about what is your plan? How can I help you, Lord? Help? How can I help you, Lord? Implement your plan. And then the end is he's being lowered off of Axel Ridge that. That uh, that like the Jesus on the cross uh, pose. I just love it. I think it's great. Uh, that's a hell of a movie. I think it got unfairly snubbed that year, though. I really do. Um, I think it probably deserved more than it got that year. But um, Hacksaw Ridge, twenty sixteen. Check that out. No Country for Old Men. A very solid pick, Roger, by director Joel and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. Tommy Lee Jones, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Woody Harrelson, Kelly McDonald, Stephen Root, two thousand seven. Well, I wanted to get it on the Oscar winner stuff too. What's up, dog? Yeah, right. Except mine won Best Picture. Oh, so, whoa, what's oh, up? No stuff <laughs> here. What's up? Touche, sir. Touche. Well, you can talk so, about uh, it. this movie rules. I mean, it's about dudes killing dudes. It's right? about dudes <laughs> killing dudes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, you have like one of the supremely most badass characters of Anton Chigurh, mm-hmm. and the way he's just like the no nonsense like terminator style hitman walking around just killing people with a, a thing that they use to kill cows with it is a better terminator movie than terminator honestly i mean uh, the last the, the last few yeah, yeah, yeah dark few, fate i'm, sure, I'm not yeah. chris i'm never gonna give you t1 t2 which oh, no, I, no, I, no. I have a radical idea about by the way but that's fine i love i love t1 and t2 for the record but i don't want to uh never me. ruin the meme and the jokes <laughs> But no, um, like it, it's such a good cast. Everybody plays the role very well. It's like Josh Brolin, Woody Harrelson, um, God, Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. all these people in it, and it, it's so strong. It it just works on every level. It has one of the best scenes, like that, that that gas station scene. It's just I don't know, the, like the dialogue there and the tension that's created in that scene. I think that's so good, dude. When he when he's driving away at the end and he crashes his car and he gets out and there's the bone sticking out his arm. That little kid's like. The fucking bone sticking out of your arm. He's like fifty dollars for your shirt, and he like wraps his arm up and just gets and just leaves. Yep. <laughs> it's just, wow. How about that wonderful um weapon? He like the what do you the thing that they used to what do kill goats with back in the day? Uh, cows. Kill cows for cows. slaughter. Yep. 
That's such a cool, oh. like, cool weapon choice. I mean, it's not for range. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. But yeah, not. it's 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 an incredible movie. And yeah, it's look, pretty solid. It's a fun family film. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll about that. I'm get your kid. Yeah, listen. Yeah, let your five year old watch yeah, it. It's popcorn. Get the popcorn. No nightmares there. Why, why you wouldn't want to terrify her beyond the ability of <laughs> rational thought? <laughs> and I think that movie really put Javier Bardem on the map too. And it did. Yeah. It did. Like in a major way, it really put him on the map. Did, Hell of a movie. So. It did. What did they follow that up with? Was that no, was that Bert? No, that was when was um the that one was about the Cohen's. Um, but what was next after that? Was it Burn After Reading? I think that was with Brad Pitt, the whole file. Yeah, the huge cast. It was it was that or the other one with I can't remember the name of it though. There were two Ethan brothers. It was Cohen Burn movie. After Reading right after that. What was and one then, right before that though? Right before that one. Yeah, there's another one huge movie right before. Oh um, oh no, I'm thinking of There Will Be Blood, but that's not. Is that the, that the Coen Brothers? Not Cohen. No, okay, no, okay, never mind. I was I thought it was Cohen, but it's not Cohen Brothers. I don't know. Why I thought that was, but yeah, that's no. The movie they did right before it is one that I'm actually not familiar with. What is it? Something says Paris. Paris, I, I love you. I don't remember that one either. But it's, it's it's been a little while. But that's they they really weren't told no for a while, <laughs> and maybe they should have been because Burn After Reading probably wasn't their strongest after winning Best Picture, but. It was a very yeah. Again, but dude, two years after that, they did True Grit. Then they did, uh, God, what else? Something else right after that too. I mean, well, yeah, name name, seen... name the next few. Tell me the next few. After True Grit, let's see the next big one. Uh, Bridge of Spies with uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, that's the next. They did Unbroken as well. Mm. That was the Cohen Brothers, the one about the the World War II film. They were like producers on it, I believe. Okay, okay. So, because yeah, that Angelina Jolie did that one. Interesting. But, yeah, I know the accounting team that worked on it. <laughs> Not that it matters, but cool. Yeah, they you know the the Cohen Brothers are to me they're either hit or miss. But they they've had a much better early career than you know with uh they've had a much better early career than later career. But uh, no Cohen Brothers. Buster Men Scruggs too. I forgot about that. About a Buster Scruggs. <laughs> Yeah, but they had like several in the '90s too. Didn't like Miller's Crossing, Fargo, Fargo, or Brother Where Art Thou? Fucking yeah, Mouse Brother Where Art Thou is one of my favorites. Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> Raising Arizona's Grass. Nick Cage, man, that's yeah, that's a yeah. great movie too. Damn, they have uh, a great. Yeah. Let's not forget their creme de la creme, Bad Santa. <laughs> Wait, they they didn't make that. They, they must have produced that. They must produce it. It's listed on their thing. Well, you're. I think you're looking at producer, not and not oh, director. Just on IMDb. Oh yeah, but, that's. Yeah, Whatever. no, they, they they might have had a hand in that, but that's, good enough for me. <laughs> what's with you and sandwiches? Why are you always making me sandwiches? I mean, listen, they are delicious. That's Seriously. true. And Chris, No Time to Die, uh, one of the better Bond films. Carrie, Joji, Fukunaga, so Fukunaga, yes. Daniel Craig, Anna Armas, Rami Malek, Leia Sudo, Lashana Lynch, Ralph Fiennes, Ben Withshaw, Naomi Harris, Rory Kil- Kinnear, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz. Twenty twenty one, the movie to end the Craig. Bond films. I am also in this film. That is incorrect, sir. This movie rules, fiend. That movie was actually really. That's the one. With, is that the one that had the 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 car spin 
where he's spinning and he's shooting out of the headlights. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, in, in all seriousness, first off, I want to point out that Grayson ruined the uh, movies that begin with the word no. He did. He, uh, he killed our little pattern. Like, we yeah. all agreed, and Grayson just said no. So, yeah, screw him. The, I chose mine but, first. However, however, we didn't know that. This is a fantastic movie. Uh, I think out of the Bond films, this one's probably my favorite. Uh, Casino Royale is really, really good and might be. Uh, I mean, Skyfall is also really good too in this, but I like. I mean, the, the action set pieces in this are huge, and they're so well shot. It's actually kind of insane, some of the things that they did. Um, one that comes to mind is, A, you know, the the car spin that you're talking about, but also when he, uh, he's in the woods and it's foggy, and that car just flips like, out of nowhere. Like, the, the, all that was just so well done. And Daniel Craig is my favorite Bond out of all the Bonds that I've seen, and it was a good farewell to his character in this, even though it kind of hurt to see. The only downside of this whole movie i think remembering re- talking about it when we did on the podcast is the villain's kind of weak um the you know it's kind of it's he's kind of like a let down in comparison like you know the whole idea of losing you know daniel craig as bond and kind of like the curtains closing on his time with the character but the movie's just good it's a lot of fun the whole way through action set pieces are huge and all the characters that we see along the way like you know you, you get a lot of a lot of uh, stories and characters like you know that come to a close in this, and just a really good send off for his his bond. And I really do hope they don't. I mean, they could in the next one try to like do some weird. He survived that, but no, they no, won't. Bond, look, no Bond way. has survived through the years, through all the decades of Bond films. He has he survived won't. some really heinous shit. Like you're like, there's no way he survived that. And and he did. Bond, Bond, maybe, but Daniel Craig will not. <laughs> nope. Well, no, no. I was saying James Bond did, but I mean, they also were never continuous either. They were always like separate True. entities in themselves. But I yeah. really do hope they. Amazon has bought MGM, as we all know from the massive acquisition they, that they made. And I really hope they just continue. I hope they just start with a clean slate with someone. Uh, I don't know. I still think the jury's out on it. Is it is is Idris Elba out of the running now? Has he been? They haven't talked. I haven't heard anything else about no, I it. Heard it. I, haven't, I haven't looked into it though either, but. I mean, I'm still all for Zelda being the next Bond. It's it's cool with me if it happens. Yeah, it's, problem uh, is with that, the longer it goes, the less likely it is to happen. True, true. Yeah. Also, but like, how happy do you think Craig was to be done with Bond after? I mean, what was that? Twenty. I mean, after, from his already, from he, his own words, very. Yeah, like <laughs> he, the, he he didn't make it any secret that like you know, he was ready to be done with the Bond franchise, which you know that's fine. He was happy to be involved, but he, he was yeah he'd run its course. He said yes, so. it has. But that at least that is very good. At they were all, I think, with... very, 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 very strong. They are. Part. I'm just glad it ended with Conan Masalas because that movie stank. Yeah, the movie was. This is the first sequel ever in the franchise, and it was. It just was one of the worst. We all three yeah. picked really good movies. Do I? I think we so. all three picked really we good did. movies. We really all did. Oscar Oscar winners too. Oscar winners and Oscar nominees, indeed. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Let's talk about some trailers real quick. Vacation Friends 2 from Hulu, John Cena, Lil Ray Howery, Lil Rel Howery, Yvonne Orji, Meredith Hagner, Steve Buscemi is a feature. What are we, are we at all excited for? I mean, this? sure, why not, right? I have one thing to say about this. Skinny muscle, uh, lower muscle percentage, John Cena looks weird. That's all, it's just, it's just not his natural state at this point in my brain. So he just looks a little weird when he looks like he's like slimmed down by like 15, when he looks healthy. Pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he looks like a normal dude, you know, to a degree, it's like, I don't know. It, it something's off putting about it, but I don't know. The last one was okay. Right. I feel like I feel we like laughed we, at it. I feel like we, you know, we, 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 it was at least, you know, like, like a middling movie score wise. So it was kind of funny. I remember watching that one and 
it was okay. So uh, I'll be okay to watch this one and see how it goes. Well, Hulu needs stuff like this, and maybe this is their thing if they just stick to stuff like this. But I don't remember speaking very highly of the first Vacation Friends, so this one's going to be like, a, eh. Sure. To me. Why but not? May, look, maybe like I just hope it's funny. Look, if we gotta watch it, it's funny. If it's gonna be rated R, is it a rated R comedy? Did you guys see the rating on it? Of course it, it is. Then I just I want rated R comedy. I don't mm, want yeah. you know it could have been PG thirteen, but gotcha. They could be funny. John Cena is can be funny when he wants to. Lil Rel Howery is hilarious when he wants to be. So it ha- it certainly has the, the DNA to be funny as long as long as it you know it comes to that. Then I think great. John Cena is actually got great comedic timing and things i've seen him hilarious funny. yeah he's i think he's actually way funny that people give him credit for if they haven't given him the credit so let's talk I'm about okay let's talk about i'm laughing like i'm actually really excited for this one the continental from the world of john wick mel gibson colin woodell adam shapiro aomid Edgun, and it's a mini series what are we thinking i'm i'm jazzed for this i think it looks great i couldn't be more excited for this Yes. I'm going to come out and say that I'm going to be the odd one out here, and I am not excited about this at all, and I've seen the trailer. I think the trailer for this looks looks bad, and I also don't understand why the Continental is the bad guy here. We are The Continental is not the bad guy in any way, shape, or form when we're watching the, the, the John Wick films, right? I assume we're going to figure that out, though. Maybe, but it's one of those things where, where the Continental exists because of the rules that are in place, and the people that work for in and, you know, through the Continental... You know they're there to make sure that those rules remain established and that they're that they're abode by. So the idea of the Continental being the bad guy here, I don't know if like if that's to- if like it matches the tone of like the movie that you know that this is based off of. So I'll have to see this to really give it full judgment. But off, out of the gate, now that I've seen the trailer, I don't like the way the trailer makes this out to be. So we'll see how this goes. But I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm on it right now. Well, I mean, it, look, it's. This is how the world gets set up. This is how we get to where we are with John Wick. This is how we mm-hmm. get to Ian McShane's character mm-hmm. um, and Lance Reddick's character. So as long as they set the world up with the same kind of rules that we have in the John Wick films, then I'm all for it. Okay. It's just yeah, we'll if see. they if they bumble through it and like if they just like force it in because it has to be there for whatever future mention, then I'll be upset. Yeah. But the John Wick universe has never given me any reason to doubt what they True. can do. It's fair. We'll see. I'm, I'm just a little more cautious that. of it now. Is all. It's a it's it's a three part miniseries, which I, I think I'd I'd prefer it to be a movie. But if it's going to be mini, if it's going to be multiple installments, I'm glad it's just a three. It's telling us now three mini three episode miniseries, probably going to be longer than normal episodes. But yeah, I'm you figure I'm it'll okay be, they'll probably be like, like an hour or hour three or three nineties. Like that. That's what I figured. Yeah. So I'm okay awesome. with that. Uh, let's talk about the Kill Room. Samuel Jackson, Uma Thurman, Maya Hawk. Uh, Debbie Mazar, Matthew Maher is a feature. The Kill Room, what are we thinking? This looks generic to me, but I don't know how you sure. guys feel. Sure, why not? Is this a series or a movie? I think it's a feature. Movie. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. I'm on the side of it's a cool concept and it looks funny at some points, but I'm not exactly excited for this thing. I think generic is a good word for it, Grayson. Yeah, I think it looks to be checking off all the boxes. I think that's this movie is one of those movies that satisfies several contracts at once, gives them something to do, gets a bunch of stars together. You know, it's just one of those movies. It's just, just, it looks uninspired. It's giving Uma Thurman gets to work with her daughter. It just to me looks as generic as movies get, and I just expect more from Sam Jackson and Uma Thurman. I expect better than this. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. 
So maybe it's going to be fantastic. But yeah, right now, initial impressions from the trailer, I'm I'm very lukewarm well, on it. His Roger, beard is strong. It is. That That is too. Roger, what do you always say about the trailer? Bad trailer, bad movie. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Or like, eh, trailer, eh, movie. It should, it's I didn't think the trailer was overly bad, though. I, I was okay with it. Yeah. Well, if, well, the, if the trailer doesn't right. make you excited for the movie, chances are the movie won't make you excited for the movie either. Because <laughs> the trailer is just showing you all the Weird. best parts. So, yeah, no, I, I I don't know how I feel about that. I just, well, I'm not it. as excited as I need to be. But maybe, it's, maybe I'm becoming a curmudgeon in my old age. <laughs> of becoming. Wow, hilarious. We are so funny. All right, gentlemen, it has I've come I've never that told time. a joke. <laughs> let's talk about the last voyage of the Demeter. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some particulars out of the way. Rotten Tomatoes, a tomato meter of 50%. What are you people smoking? <laughs> this should be a 90 or higher. Everyone should have no, said, yeah, it no, it should not. Stop. Hold on a second. You Gosh. can watch. Okay. Okay. You're burying the lead. You can watch this movie and say, all right, I can dig it. Fine. Listen, I, if you there can't, are plenty of, there are plenty of people that I'll be like, yeah, I understand why they didn't like it. Fair. And an audience score of 75%. So that kind of tells the tale there, I think. Of the tomato meter and the audience score, when the audience score is higher than the tomato meter, I tend to believe that more than the tomato meter being higher than the audience score. Well, I mean, in, in fairness, most of the time, the audience score is always higher than the critic score. Almost It is. And I think the audience score is, I mean... I don't want to say more accurate, but I think it's more fair to movies than the audience the, scores. A be, is a better barometer of yeah, yeah. Okay, lower. that's okay. That's that's yeah. what I was trying to say. That's a better barometer. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Let's look at let's, let's look at some particulars, shall we, gentlemen? Let's okay. Okay, let's talk. Look look at the cast. Cool. We have Corey Hawkins as Clements, Aisling Francois as Anna, Liam Cunningham, who is Davos Seward, Davos, Sir Davos from Game of Thrones, the Onion Knight, Captain, <laughs> Captain Elliot. David Desmalchian as Wojcik, Chris Wiley Abrams, Stefan Capici as Olgren. These names are beyond me, so I'm not going to say the rest of them. But uh, directed by Andre Overdahl. So let's talk about The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is based on a chapter of a book. Of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Of Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I thought was kind of cool to start the movie off with. I, I will say I was I was surprised even before I saw the first image. I was surprised at even the the... the the, the scroll text that came up and kind of filled yeah. you in. Roger, what's this one about? Tell us. So it really is ripped straight out of uh, the book of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is pretty much what is considered the lore for Dracula. Obviously, it's it's been bent and changed a million times throughout those years, but it is kind of like the beginning of bringing that to popular culture. Um, it is a story of a container ship, an old school container ship being brought over from uh, They leave port in Bulgaria um, to get to London, and it's carrying Transylvania. Dracula on it. So I think it's from Romania, which is Transylvania. Well, no, they, they deport from Bulgaria. The stuff oh, okay. came from Romania. Okay, copy, copy. So, yeah, well, that is technically Transylvania. If you remember, so one of my first questions when we watched this trailer is, why is Dracula on this ship? I need to know that. Before the premise, I need to know the premise, why it happens. So it tells you right off the bat, which I, th- I think the movie does a good job of kind of just sw- like kind of easing those ruffled feathers right off the bat from people. Like, why the fuck is Dracula on this ship? This is dumb. So it actually is a, is a good way of explaining it. So that's what I like about it. It's also, it has the advantage of 
one location. It's a ship in the middle of the sea that's that's on a many week journey. So they're they are quite literally trapped. Which yep, you know it's a it's it's a haunted house film. Which you know Alien is a very famous example of this. It's a, a bunch of crew members trapped on a ship with this thing that's ripping through them one at a time. Uh, so that's you know for example that's you know a very famous example. But and the first week this one did first this was pushed from it was pushed from mid July to August to mid August never a good thing when that when that happened so well, i mean they would have absolutely been demolished by oh, like, barbie and all yeah, that like, like they 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 knew they had to move right it's just one of those things i mean look and, somebody didn't move and then their their movie got swallowed too mm-hmm. and true. that movie was, that movie was mission impossible <laughs> <laughs> true tom cruise is not happy about that however so this one is i i think we all kind of assume the worst of the last voyage of the dementor and I had no hope for this movie. I thought it was going to be trash. Yep. Yeah, I did. T- I mean, sad to say, I, d- I did too. Only because of it was moved and bad trailer. Bad yeah, trailer. True. It wasn't, it wasn't the strongest trailer, but I'm. I think it's safe to say I was. We were all three pleasantly surprised by what yeah. we didn't. Yeah, by an okay movie. All right, the last voyage of the matter. Not trash. Let's go ahead and score it. <laughs> yep. All right, my not trash rating is. <laughs> Well, so, so I mean, look, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, I think in our pre-show, or maybe it was while we we're talking about uh, movies. Oh, we had a really long pre-show today for whatever reason. Show prep, welcome. Thank God for us. But um, we had, like, we talked about how this movie didn't have the same fall off that most movies do, right? So this movie had like a like less than ten percent fall off in the amount of money it made week to week, and usually it's a much sharper decline no matter what you start at. But this one actually kind of like maintained it. Which means most likely that there's at least word of mouth for this film. People telling their friends and stuff that are into this kind of film, or Dracula fans, all those, other, you know, all those in that crowd, that this is actually a decent flick. And I agree with that. It is a decent flick. Is it perfect? Far from it. Does it have problems? Of course it does. But all that being said, I didn't hate sitting in the theater watching this film, and nope. I was ready to. I was really pissed when I got to the theater, and there was a single couple in the theater with me so i couldn't did you sit right behind them so i couldn't dick around on my phone no i sat right in front of them i got on my phone but like so i couldn't even better (laughs) so i couldn't get on my phone and half watch the film because i thought it was going to be shit i was forced to watch this film wholeheartedly and i actually enjoyed the fact that i had to because it actually is a decent ride all the way through like i said it has some problems but overall you know this like the story here is pretty good the acting it's fantastic in my opinion it's better than what i thought it was going to be yeah for sure exactly and then and they do a decent job of investing you in like certain characters and the movie makes decisions that we'll talk about that were actually very surprising that like, you know, most films don't have don't the take balls the risk to that do this one does. There are some victims here that you never expect to happen. And it just, it, it, it does these things all along the way and it doesn't feel like they forced it and doesn't feel cheap. It feels like these were decisions made because this is what would happen in this situation, which I can, I, I can actually agree with. As yeah. realistic as possible. Yeah, well, I mean, as as realistic as you know, what what what, what do you call it? The movie itself, Boatula. Oh, Count Boatula. Yeah, like you know, as, as realistic as Count Boatula can be. You know what I mean? But still, yeah. I hope you heard my side <laughs> on that one. God. I don't know how yeah. many times we got that one coming, but I'm sure it's going to be a few. Oh, it's, it's hey, it's, I didn't even bring it up yet. I'm I'm starting. That's his version. I'm starting of that to joke. snowball. I just can't wait for Roger to ride it all the way down now. Damn it, Chris! God damn it, Chris! <laughs> and it's only it's it's less than two hours. It's mm-hmm. without trailers, it'd be it would Was probably it? be closer That's to ninety. I do think this thing could have been a little bit shorter. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't no, hate this it. This movie was two hours long, wasn't it? 
Yeah, was it? Okay, it I, I could have been. Yeah, it, didn't, it, it didn't seem. It didn't seem like two hours. I was like, thinking, I was like, I didn't see. I, I think short. they could have trimmed some places. On oh, they, they probably could have. But you know what? I, I was okay with the length because mm-hmm. here's the thing: because it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. I didn't exactly. mind, yep. and th- that really is important. Yeah. Um, the story that we get here, though, is it's like there really is no over overwhelming like one person's perspective of this either. Mm-hmm. It's I would say, if anything, it's the boat's perspective of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, I do want to ask you guys one thing. How bad do you think the Demeter smells? Oh, God. I mean, it's like any other, awful, any right? other sea shanty. No, and then, I mean? and then, you know, I, I, I guess I never really considered before. Of course they had livestock down below. Yeah. Of course they did. <laughs> God, this thing must stink oh, God, so yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yes, it's. Then all ships had livestock of some sort. I imagine that we just don't even look at Hollywood. Because well, so, it's a waste you know, time. when they're go from where they're going, because they're sailing through the, um, like the Mediterranean and all that stuff. Like I didn't even think about it because they're like, oh, you know, they're in the ocean, but they, you automatically think Atlantic. Yeah, it's not though. Nope. So and and they state in the story and they give you a reason why they're trying not to stop at port. They they want to make there's a certain... there's a they have a financial reason yep. to get there faster. There's a seventy five dollar bonus for each person. Yeah. Which back then, I mean, dude, this was eighteen seventy or eighteen ninety seven. Eighteen ninety seventy five bucks, bro. Yeah, right. You know how much money that is uh, for pe- for people in the, in their field. A lot. Legitimately, you know I mean? yeah. the one guy was like, "This is like life changing money for yeah. me." Yep. Yeah. So. so of course they didn't want to stop because it's even when stuff started to happen. Well, I, I thought about that later on. I'll be like, maybe you guys should like stop. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a pretty the rash big, of like, murders begin. Well, they're like, a, we got to get that seventy five. Yeah. There's a pretty big, there's a pretty big halt in this movie. Unfortunately, that there's a pretty big plot point that I'm like, what the hell? How could they Which not one? do Which that? One? We'll we'll Talk get to it. it. We'll get to oh, it. Okay. We'll get we'll get so we we. Actually, so the, the guy who's playing Hawkins, I think, um, oh, Clements. Corey, yeah, Clements. let's, let's Corey talk about him for one second. Let's talk about how great Corey Hawkins is. In Will always role. be Dr. Dre to me. Oh, is that who played Dr. Dre? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's who's fair. Dr. Dre in... Uh... <laughs> that's fair. He is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Not no, that, he's not he's really good at everything. But Not that everyone isn't, but also it's... So is like Liam Cunningham as... Most of the cast here is really good at the at the roles that they're even the little playing. kid's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't upset. Usually, child actors are you know they they, they can they can make or break you know like throwaways. The and mm-hmm. he was fine. He even was the good. dog was great. Even, even the, dog. the dog for as long as it was there. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Look, Spoiler. I'm the lead here. Someone, someone actually killed a dog in a movie. Post John Wick, a dog died in a movie. Listen, Man. listen, and 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 it didn't die. That's not even the most shocking. True. Death like, of this film. This dog didn't just die. It got ripped to pieces. It was slaughtered. <laughs> it was slaughtered. And they show you the dog. After, after some they, of the dog. Well, yeah, whatever's left of the dog. Some and of it's uh they're they're, they're bold choices because the movie usually doesn't kill the dog. The dog yelps and you know it runs away and it comes back later on or something. This dog dead, bro. He dead, bro. They didn't get to be a vampire dog. It was just dead dog. No, he's just dead. <laughs> Can dogs become vampires? Because look. That's scary. Um, it depends on what version of whatever you're watching. Usually not though. But it, like, so like, th- I like the whole like reason why they want to you know not stop. But at the same time, I know we're dealing with 1800s here, late 1800s. I know there's not a lot of education within the you know this profession at this point in, in all these guys' lives. I don't like the fact that every single livestock animal they had literally had its neck ripped out and they're like must have been rabies <laughs> yeah 
Well, like, no, but then they blame it on the dog. Yeah, and say like the dog must have got in there and tried to just kill yeah. them. I'm just well, so like, so like, yeah. like your two your two explanations for this is the dog literally ripped the same spot out of every animal and then didn't eat any of them, or and then and then broke through it, the cages. Yeah, and then did it. and then combusted itself, or or they have some disease that makes their neck explode. And yeah, then, no, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, like it's like it's like. I, I don't like those kinds of things in films, but you have to, you know, get to the plot and set up the, you know, you know, the suspicions and, you know, the explanations because, you know, it can't be a vampire. Because don't forget, vampires don't exist. In they're this not world, real. Like to them at this point. So that's why they're not as real to them as they're still not as real to us. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, and that's why, like, the girl on the ship, you know, it, like, calls it's calling it a devil more than anything else. <laughs> the girl that falls out of the dirt box. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Well, it's not. I, I mean, at, I looked at that and went, "What the fuck?" Well, here's the thing, though. Like, like when when they find her in the dirt box, I under like I understood immediately like why she was there. You know, for like I, either she was she was you know one of Dracula's concubines and already already you know a vampire, or you know that's you know that was food. I get mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? But like, what like at what point does like does the movie then? tell you the story of like why she's there instead she's kind of like roped along doesn't tell anybody anything but she doesn't say anything for like 20 minutes after she's introduced because she's just laying in the hospital yeah yeah but But that's that's the whole thing is like that's the that's my point about like so many movies are undone by especially film set today like are undone by a text or a phone call or back then if she's like no there's a devil in those box throw it overboard immediate during the day right throw this overboard which it's it's really open it during the day yeah. Which, which again, <laughs> once they find out, they are managed to pinpoint which one he's in during the day, and they after they've seen someone who is turned, then burned alive in the sunset or the sunrise, they still don't make the connection that maybe we just ought to open this thing in daylight. Yeah, like well, how do you not? Oh, that makes so because like I was like, well, the movie can't. What we can't do in this film of several people on a ship is find out where the guy is sleeping. Then they'll just open it in daylight. Well, they find out where he's sleeping, and and they they don't. There's yeah, still another forty five minutes of movie left. Don't forget the cat's literally out of the out of the bag at that point, so he's not in the box anymore. No, he wasn't at that. Yeah, point. he's sleeping and he he he's he's hiding within the ship. He's no longer going to his box. And I found it weird that there were so many boxes, and all of them empty. Like I don't understand. Like why? Like why did why was there more than two boxes? Well, I don't think there. I just think they had people in them that. Or saw there's things that he was he needed. Well, so he, the ones that I understand was the one she was in her yeah. dirt box was she was the food box yep, and, and the box. other one's probably his stuff because he's moving to London. The, <laughs> I mean, it's like a fucking U-Haul, this bro. Movie, this movie could be called Dracula Moves to London. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my God. For, for so but I mean, of, that's I listen. That's not even actually a joke because that's for real. What's I know, happening? I know. But still, well, the, the problem is, is they, they, don't, so... they don't explain it. That's like that's the whole. Not that there is much to explain because you're, we're not watching that type. We're not watching that type. If anyone's going to have that information, it was going to be the girl, and she never was. She never like wanted all. The only explanation she offered is he's drained my country of all the resources he needs, so now he's moving. So like, yeah, so we have to accept that as why he's moving. so. So he's kind of like a Pokemon trainer at the beginning of the Pokemon game. He stayed in the he stayed in the starting zone so long. He's overleveled, and, and he overleveled, and he's now Grayson. He's, That's how Grayson plays. True, See, and now he's ready to go to the big city with no fear because now he's too powerful to die. Nope. I just I've killed everyone. Yep, I get it. You know, I've I, annihilated I, I everyone. 
the Final Fantasy completionist that I am understands that. Com- of course, you 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 level. You spend two hours in each zone, in each in each town leveling up outside yep. of it, so you're always ready for the next plot. What's so yep. hard about that, Roger? I, know, I get it. I, I, I mean, listen, you know, the, the people in London are level 17. Got it. I'll be level 33. <laughs> Understood. Yes, yes. I no longer can control my Pokemon because they are so leveled up. They don't <laughs> yeah, listen to was, me anymore. That was part of my problem. In the yep, nope, that's yeah, when yeah. you've gone too far. Yep. You're outside yeah. the realm of where you should be. Sir, yeah. So, okay, right. so getting back so, to last yeah, word so in back, the matter, yeah, back to the all right, back to Pokemon for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are vampire Pokemon. We can talk about Zubat and Golbat and Crobat. Guys, for a while. please back Listen, to the Crobat is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, back to the matter, please. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. All right, so actually, let's talk about Dracula for yeah. a minute here. Um, how about we actually get him flying? Um, we which do. is something that. You don't get a whole lot of in vampire lore. Well, but again, it breaks the movie. Him flying completely breaks. Why, does, the last why doesn't he just fly to London? Yeah, why does he just fly to the cliffs and just do what he's going to do hold anyway? On. Like, why does he hold stay on. there? I have an answer for that. Hold on, because he's no long. He's no longer surviving. He's just hunting. He's yep. just he's just hunting for sport. Yeah, now. he's not scared. Yeah, he's not. He's not desperately trying to get to London. He's just playing with his food. No, he's like. I got snacks all the way home. Yeah. And that, so here's the thing. That's something that they actually reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clements actually references that. He's like. The, rash, the rationing. Yeah. He's whatever. rationing us. And yeah. you're like, well, shit. Yeah. No, no, because they all kind of have that moment when he no. says it. He's just like, oh, God, he's right. I, un- <laughs> I understand that. But it doesn't. But then their whole plan to sink Dracula with the ship, that doesn't make any sense. You can't sink well, something that flies unless you're able to. Well, no, of course it. you can. If you sink it during the day, of course you could. Yeah, like I understand the rationale behind that. Yeah, and also, and that also, wasn't have their ever, plan though, was it? Well, hold on. Have you ever been on a sinking ship, sir? No. Uh, luckily, I have not. Thanks. Chris. <laughs> Do you know what happens when, when a boat sinks? It pulls in everything with it. Yes. Yeah, it has an, an insanely powerful like 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 pull and vortex. vortex. Once you're in that vessel, getting out is almost impossible. Mm. So he wouldn't he, like if they sink the boat with him on it. He's probably he's probably stuck in there as it sinks. And and being seafarers, they would know that they would understand that part. Of, of course, it. they would. So let's talk. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the crew for one second. How how yeah. kind of how able bodied this crew is? They have a crew of what like eight eight men and a captain, eight. something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Eight men and, and, the, and the kid, eight men, captain, kid, doctor, dog. dog. Yes. Stowaway. And and a stowaway, a woman in a crate. girl in the dirt box. Out. <laughs> <Dirt walk girl. laughs> wow that sounds like something nasty to say to somebody <laughs> like, I, I did, from, fucking dirt box <laughs> i did like how they go in the, super, the superstition of a woman's on board is bad luck so that that at that in 1897 absolutely hey. would have been a superstition hey listen they weren't wrong <laughs> i mean all the bad stuff happened after she showed up <laughs> I like to say that's incorrect. the opinion. I like to say that's the opinion of Chris Bond, not the opinion of all the members of this show. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> Listen, if they watch the movie, they'll be like, "Oh shit, he was right." There are facts that back <laughs> this up. So let's talk about the crew. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would have done some things differently. You could have the same crew, the same characters. I just don't think they handled the situation in a way that. Oh no, they're stupid. That's the yeah. thing. Is like with. Even in, I think, a, a well-written horror film, which I think this qualifies, is can qualify as, is the characters are acting in ways that they wouldn't act in the universe. And it's hard to put yourself in 1897, you know, well, uh, a transport ship, but it's tough to, but they're, they're acting in like, they're, I understand they're, the, the doctor's a man of science, 
He's like, I got no. There's an answer. There's He's a, like the there, only man of science here. There's a the simple way. science answer for this. There's a reason all this is happening. We have to find it. But everyone else is like, no, it's superstition and there's magic and you know, it's the bad devil. <laughs> the devil is literally on the ship. And I get it. But at what point, as the captain, are you? Do you give? He gives orders that doesn't make any sense. He's okay. All of you guys, there, there's someone murdering people on the ship. All of you guys separate and look for him. No, he goes, but then, then after he's like, they've lost two people on one shift. He's like, everybody double up after this. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that just happened. You're minus two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of decisions. I mean, as for as, for as well-written a horror film as I think this is, and I think it is a well-written movie. It has some, some pretty huge pitfalls too of, so the cast, I think might be one of those pitfalls. I think Dracula himself is another pitfall here. Because can, it's I like, ask, can I ask why? Why Dracula's a pitfall? Yeah. I, because, I, I don't disagree with him, though. But, uh, oh, we'll, it's okay. We'll see, we'll, well, see, we'll see if it's for the same reason. Well, see, I don't... I'm not... I'm not... We... I'm So, I was a lit, lit, lit major. We did read some of this literature. Not a whole lot. So, I'm not really familiar with the majority of the works of this. Well, I've How, read no, this however, however, it's... The... Dracula is a very famous... And what I was worried they were going to end this movie by killing Dracula. And I'm like, ah, I don't, that's, you can't kill Dracula. That's my point is you cannot kill him. So if, if, if this would have been an early two thousands movie, they absolutely would have killed Dracula by blowing up the ship and them, them jumping off the side the last second and he gets caught in the flame. And, but it's not that, but it's again, they devise some stupid ass plan that surprise doesn't work. It's just to me is, I don't, if, if the devil is on your boat, you just have to leave the boat. Well, hold Plain on. But like, like, like you, you said that you don't really like Dracula, like, and you didn't really explain that. Why don't you like Dracula? Oh no, I mean, oh, no, I, I don't. I think Dracula is an interesting character, especially in in, in lore and in, in literature. I don't no, like. like yeah, it, in this, what about in, in this instance? Yeah. I think he's a pitfall here because you can't. A, you can't kill Dracula, and B, you mm-hmm. can't escape him. Dracula's he's very fast. He's very strong. And yes, that's not why I didn't like him. Well, I just think he's a, he's a weird. It's not like they had his kryptonite or anything on along the boat too. Well, to and, and, and his written kryptonite didn't exactly work because you know usually symbols of faith if it's made out of silver would actually so they, kill them. So he actually completely wiped that off. Like there yeah. was no part of that that mattered in this one. So that was yeah. kind of nifty. So that's that interesting. So so like, like I I have a problem with Dracula as well, but I, I have enough problem with that, the way he's presented in this in a way because we don't get Dracula. We you get know. crazy bat Dracula, yeah, not we, human Dracula. We get the monster version yep. of Dracula. We don't get the, you know, the very intelligent, hyper cunning, charismatic, you know, vampire, you know, super smart, that, super sexual. Yeah. Like you don't get any of yeah, that stuff Yeah, we don't get that all. version of it, which is fine. We can have a monster version of him. But at the same time, when you have the monster version, I feel like they, I feel like they almost went too far into like the alien sphere with it. Well, he's too monster, not enough person, I think is a problem. Yeah. Well, like, like cause like, I mentioned it earlier. Like, he he smiles a lot at the camera, and it's a creepy smile. I get it, it is creepy, but like you know, one one time would have been enough. But I think it's like four or five times he does the same like creepy <laughs> fucking toothy smile, and like I don't know to compare it to Alien. Like like it, like it made sense for like the Xenomorph and like the way that that monster movie plays out and what that actually is and why it treats everyone the way it does. For Dracula, it's just it's just killing things to kill them without any need for them at a certain point. And I, while I get like, you know, you know, Dracula is cunning and all this other stuff and he's just playing with his food, that does speak to the fact that he has intelligence. He knows he's rationing people off. 
he knows how much longer the trip is too. Yeah, yeah, and and he know he knows that he doesn't need them anymore. So like you're you're already in the so now he's having fun. So you're speaking to his intelligence, but you want him to be like this monster version of him anyway. Is, is he the smart, calculated one, or is he the monster version? I have a problem with that. It seems to be conflicting with the way it's written, and I think that this movie was better tension building wise and scary movie wise before they like kind of like revealed him like as like this fully capable beast. I like the first time we really see him, see him and he's crawling from underneath that staircase. That well, he looks like Gollum. Yeah. Where he's like, he he's, he's incomplete. He's obviously weakened. He needs, he needs sustenance. And like, I liked, you know, like seeing that version of him and I understand he's getting stronger, but like, I almost, I almost thought we were going to like see like like where he was like luring someone in and not just like he's in a weakened state. But the idea of him, you know, like being in you know, like, like a hunter and all this kind of stuff really appealed more before he had the wings fly around and was showing up everywhere and smiling at everybody. You know what I mean? I feel like less of him was more in this case because the crews, the crews like, you know, the crew freaking out and not trusting each other and turning on each other. That's the tension building. It is. It is a better part of the story. I, I believe so. Like the further we get more Dracula, where I feel like this kind of falls apart more and more. But that being said, they sprinkled in other things that were surprising and actually hooked me back in. I.e., we we have certain deaths that are surprising and certain things that unfold that you're expecting that don't happen, but then they do. Uh, the girl doesn't burst into flames when she's on, on deck, right? Nope. And I thought for sure she was like going to be like you know a, vamp- a vampiress, but she wasn't. And they kind of half half ass explain why not, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whatever. But someone else gets bit, and they go poof poof into flame flame when day when daybreak hits. Well, that's so the thing like, is the rules in this universe aren't exactly they're level. not clear. They never clarify. And I get that, yeah. but the, but the movie does a good job of as it kind of loses its allure of you know like the terrifying monster that is Dracula as it shows more and more of him and it becomes less and less of a, like a attention builder. Mm-hmm. It's showing you other things are happening to people. It, it show it has the guy go zombie mode and like, you know, be driven to what Dracula wants. Yep. And Whatever then has he's him thinking about bust in the sunlight. So like it reintroduces things you expected didn't get as the movie kind of dials in dials down in like the Dracula's effectiveness of being on screen, which I thought was smart of it. Cause it kept me in instead of it kind of like just being about Dracula entirely. So I thought the version of Dracula that we were going to get, or at least what it seemed to me is when we saw him for the very first time, he was very weak mm-hmm. and then he fed and was stronger. I thought he was going, we were going to start to see him get more humanoid, more human, yeah, more human yeah. especially in the face. Okay. Yeah. And we don't really get that. And then even towards the very, very, you know, obviously at the very end of this movie, mm-hmm no idea right like we don't we don't know what's happening and i guess you know obviously they can do whatever (laughs) in in that scenario but i looked at it as like i think that's a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. because like look having monster freaky bat dracula is fine yeah i agree it's fine but it's just it's just such a different take on it and um i want to talk for one second about the whole dark universe thing because i know i mentioned it to you guys before so this was supposedly one of the movies that was slated to be part of the old since scrapped universe, dark universe for universal, um, which started with the mummy and um, had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with uh, who's that Russell. Do you remember that was Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. In that movie, there was supposed to be a Frankenstein movie and there was supposed to be a Dracula movie. Mm -hmm. So we never did get a Frankenstein movie that I'm aware of that was supposed to fall under that. But, um, 
Well, that was the the Mummy with Tom Cruise was supposed to be the reboot of the Dark Universe. Yeah, but that's supposed to be the starting point. And that, and and that failed so, them... and that failed so spectacularly that they just scrapped it. But the original, I feel like that's my fault. The original first, the original starting was Dracula Untold, which they scrapped, and they've recently recircled back to. So that's interesting with um, Luke Evans and um, the guy who plays Tywin Lannister. I forget it. What's his name? Oh, I forget his name. But he, the. That's actually it, it. It ends with very, very sequelable material. No, this one you mean? No, no, no. The one. Well, this one does too. Oh yeah. Well, but but it's never gonna get a sequel. Sure. No, it probably won't. Hmm. But the, it's it's funny how the dark universe just can't ever seem to find any. It's, I mean, it's it's doing worse than DC. Well, I, I think it's be, I think it's because they don't have, and not to go too far off the rails with this discussion, but like I I, I love the idea of the dark universe, and I'm not a horror guy, right? But nope. like. Like I like all of those char- like the idea of all those characters kind of like being intertwined in some way, shape, or form, and I, I I am a little disappointed that like that never really got off the ground. But there has to be a reason for that, right? Maybe it's just not as good as idea as it seems to some people, including myself. Maybe it's not profitable enough. It's, well, I mean, as that's ultimately I, what it comes down. Well, to. Well, yeah, and I get that, but like it's just surprising that it isn't because the idea of pulling these things together in some way or tying some thread through them is, is appealing to the same reason why the whole Stephen King universe is actually interesting as like, because they, he weaves little bits of himself. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, the, like to, to think like, you know, like the it demon is a part of like the dark tower story is such a cool thing. And there's hidden and there's, there's like, there's things of it all over the movies and stuff too, that have been created. Well, Salem's so, lots part of that dark yep. tower thing yeah. too. So, yeah. so like there's a lot of interesting things that are all included there. And I think that's like the whole idea of the dark universe and why people like might be drawn to it. It just, they haven't seemed to just, they, they haven't seemed to get a good through line thread for it all yet. And I don't know like what their plan would be to why, why you'd want to tie it all together unless you're going to have some of these guys pop up out of nowhere, like in their, in each other's movies. Yeah. But to what end, you know what I mean? At that point, you're just throwing them in there, you know, for no, well, then it's just a fucking DC slash Marvel movie. Yeah. But it, I mean, you can make it, there's, I, I'm sure there's ways to make it work story wise. I just, I don't see how they're going to do it, but like, I don't know. It's the same reason why, like, what was it? There, there's a horror film from, like, the 90s or something, early 90s. It was, like, Jason. It has, like, Jason, Leprechaun, Freddy, and a whole bunch of other, like, of your, like, your your big slasher villains. And, that wasn't, like, that wasn't Freddy vs. Jason, was it, in 2003? Maybe. That, that might be what you're talking I think it's what, I don't it could be Leprechaun, but there are several other. Okay, yeah, it could yeah. be, but, like, but like, 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 like it's the same idea there. Like, all these iconic characters would kind of be in one place. Like, like the fans of that love that shit, and I think they could do it. They just, you know, again, they have, they have to do the Marvel treatment or the DC or the DC ideal where like you just have to commit to loot to like maybe not being completely lucrative and, and, you know, profitable for like a couple films until that gets off the ground. But everyone gets so scared of not making money. And you got to be uh, you got to be ready to jump four movies in at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it just, I don't it, think everyone's it, afraid. to. I just don't think the, the reason I think the dark universe is a much harder sell than the Marvel universe and the DC universe, for example, is a, it's a lot less known than the comic book lore to a lot of people these days. Well, and true. B, I just don't think people really know the characters. And I, I don't mean that from like, they know Dracula, the mummy Wolfman, I mean, they, but they don't know any particulars about them. If you don't so, think that the, that even with that like limited knowledge that these that like these iconic characters don't have a, a huge fan base, that's insane to think that like you know it wouldn't have like people pumped to see it. You know, well, what I, mean? no, I, I agree. Having with you. an having an insane fan base though, unfortunately, doesn't mean that it goes to any sort of financial success. Well, you know, and that's it, that's the ultimate draw. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it would be. And, and I think actually, like you know, a, a 
you know, a contradiction of like the thought process of trying to do a dark universe is the fact that you're trying to do this with a genre that's notorious for not making a ton of money already. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the horror, the horror franchise, unless it, unless they keep it low budget, usually doesn't have a high return, you nope. know, like on what they make box office wise. So, so Blumhouse needs to be in charge of this basically. And you know, they're the ones I would trust with it. A24, maybe a 24 seems to do some good work. Well, on like stuff the like problem this with a studio like Blumhouse or stuff doing this, it's not really like, they don't really do like monsters. They do like slashers yeah, and that yeah. sort of stuff yeah. and psychological shit where like these, you actually have to put some real effort into like, Hey, we have an established character that you have to work within these confines. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. There, there's probably a good way to make real money off of this, but as of right now, we haven't had a financially successful Dracula mummy one of those like we just haven't really had it yet anymore this is an okay movie because like look deep down folks this movie's okay mm-hmm. but it's not more than okay and it's not going to make any real money true so that's that's the problem where it's like hey man we wrote a good script got a good story had a decent cast yeah it's gonna make twenty dollars yeah and that's what ultimately ruins the whole scenario. i guess the last thing I'll, I'll 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 comment about the dark universe thing so we don't get too far off track is i feel like something like the dark universe is cool on an Unfortunately, I think it lends itself better as something animated or like a video game where like you go through and like, 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 you know, you, you take down like these huge iconic characters, you know, in horror more than anything else. So I, I just I, do, I just don't think it's going to be their movie. Buffy the maybe, Vampire Slayer, the video game. Or maybe, yeah. I mean, some, something like Van Helsing. I think that movie was atrocious, but I think that that's like, that some though. of those like, movies. But like I have some, a soft spot. I have a soft well, spot no, for that first I do you mean with Hugh Jackman? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 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 do I an odd one, and maybe we should do a kind of a look at that one week. We don't have much going on, but yeah. see that's but the thing with that is though, no. it, again, it's so it's that was Steven Summers, same guy who did the mummy, and while the camp worked in the mummy to the favor of the film, it, it didn't work in Van Helsing. It just it you know, whatever that character that David Wenham was, that slivering, the snivering little sidekick it is a joke. But I think someone like Van Helsing, as far as the concept that we got in the movie, would absolutely work better animated or in a video game. I think you're yeah, right yeah. about that because you could do more with it. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Mentimeter here, it's so let's talk about how this thing is presented and how the few quick looks you get at Dracula. Like you, 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 you mentioned the shot where he's under the stairs and he lures over the first crewman to die on, yeah. on deck. I think that was pretty terrifying to see. I agree. See, and, that, and that's what I was. I was see that point. I was still really happy with the film because I said, "Okay, Dracula's still weak. If they let him get to some kind of, if they let him get up to speed, then they're all dead. So the movie has to avoid that somehow. But it doesn't avoid it. Again, pitfall. You can't let Dracula get too powerful because then he's just going to annihilate these humans. It doesn't we'll go make back any in sense. time and tell him, "Don't let Dracula ascend full power." <laughs> Go back and uh, yeah, Indiana Jones get that thing, yep. um, and it's 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 a strange. The Dial of Destiny aesthetically brought me to the deck of the Demeter <laughs> Aesth- <laughs> in eighteen ninety seven. Aesthetically, I love the way this movie looks. You know, yeah, especially, think, especially at night with the with the bluish gray. The, the I could have done without the weird fake fog though. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you gotta have visibility loaded to, in order to forge your CGI. I get. Well, that, sure, you know? <laughs> sure. So just, yeah. Budgets way well, more. so I had I had the thing, and like they didn't mention it because like that's one of the other Dracula e things is he's supposed to be able to control mist and stuff like that. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I never got the vibe that that's what happening. I think we just got shitty CGI fog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. So. Well, again, I think that goes to the point of 
you know that Roger, but like I don't think many people know that he has the ability to do that. And I think that's what the movie was showing you is he is he's now at that power level where he's starting to manipulate everything. Okay, and so that's kind of what I. I mean, so you, I mean, they never they never clearly define that as something True. that's part of the no, film. but I well, mean, look, that is generally referred to as one of the Dracula powers, mm-hmm. by the way. But like, he you can turn you, himself in the mist and yes. control it. But like, you referred to it as it, it was a weird. It, it definitely is a weird, unnatural mist that comes it out is, of fucking definitely. nowhere and it creeps over the. Sh- like, that's the point is so he can fly around and not be seen by their mus- Not that their muskets would have done anything anyway. Because you can't again. This is the problem. <laughs> Something like this, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, is when I'm going into it, I'm like, okay, so the movie has to have several handicaps. He can't get too powerful. Um, they have to have a kill him. They have to have a way to kill him, blah, blah, all these things. Same with like all these Halloween films before they were, you know, before the 2018 film came along, is you can't kill Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy. So me watching these movies, There's it's like, you can. but it's me watching this films like before you know, you capped them all off, you know, 10 years ago before any of these were, before the new stuff was out. Like, it's just, I get to watch a new cast of characters die because they can't kill the villain. It's just, it's kind of, it just gets old. Same thing with this one though. It's like, okay, well this, this, this have to have to not happen for this to be an enjoyable, great movie. Cause if it does, then it's just unbelievable. I mean, as unbelievable as movie is with Dracula on board a ship. Dracula. Sure. Um, but I mean, again, it's just one of those things that, it's tough to sell a movie like this to people. It's already tough to sell the, tell the premise. And again, it's, I don't know. There's a lot working against it, which is weird to me is why you just didn't hold it until this absolutely would have done better business, better box office than 11.6 million. And yeah, it would have, it yeah. would have done at least 20 in how, but then again, it's a much more yeah, expensive but, time to release movies too. Yeah. But why not wait until October? Yeah. Right, right. It fits, and, and, and like on but that. It, but, note, it, but that's also a much more expensive time to slate movies in. Doesn't I mean? I I, I mean, is it going to do more than twelve million dollars? I bet it does. Well, I bet you it does. You know, I'd, I'd say <laughs> twenty, twenty, twenty-five. Sure. Well, so well, I mean, we have to also uh, you know respect what's out during the time this movie came out. All the other stuff too plays into it when those things aren't out then at that point too. I just I think that this movie didn't market itself very well. Like it doesn't mention Dracula. There's there's people that like that like will look at if I if I hadn't been on this podcast i would have never known this was a movie about dracula by the by the name of the of the movie itself you know what i mean like without looking into it further well you know going out of my way to see a trailer and even then it's not even extremely clear that it's dracula itself until the, the second trailer they made had the woman say dracula just his name yep yeah so it's like it's like you know this didn't do a very good job of marketing itself i think in one of the other regions it actually says like like the dracula voyage or something instead of it being called the last voyage of the demeter you know like they changed the name for the marketing in like another place in the world because it wasn't clear enough that this was like a movie about dracula I think that's a big loss for them. Like, like I understand, you know, wanting, you know, not wanting to be like labeled as like, you know, like, you know, like to be seen as tropey out of the gate, but you're making a movie about fucking Dracula. You're going to be tropey. That's fine. Lean into that and accept it and, you know, have more success with your film instead of, you know, a poor name and releasing at a poor time when you have a decent movie. It just doesn't make sense. How about the name Boatsylvania? All right, move, moving on then. Um, so let's talk about the name Demeter. I, I had to Google this. Way I, worse. Was, I was unaware of what Demeter, but Demeter, and I mean, I'm reading this straight from what I, whatever Google says, is Demeter is the, map. is the ancient Greek goddess of the harvest. She was a very important goddess to ancient Greek people who tamed, who farmed, sorry, farmed a lot of their food. Demeter had a kind and beautiful daughter, Persephone, who she loved very much. Persephone, mm-hmm. like her mom, loved nature. So does that, 
at least does that make the movie a kind of more enjoyable for you a, a little bit like in the, in the way you're thinking about it after seeing it what no nope, sounds like a weird name for a boat sure well i mean you can't have a boat name like kill house <laughs> and well but it's you know, the you know, it is lamb. it is it, it is a boat of harvest for dracula though that's the thing it is. It is. you're right so i mean yeah yep. it, it does make sense thematically but so again, why is this boat named bloodbath i don't understand <laughs> what's but, the story here guys <laughs> Again, I, th- I think I'm going to rechristen this murder boat. <laughs> so, I, I, I think some people may be missing the truth of the fog here. Is yeah, yeah. I, though I thought the 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 premise was weird. I like Dracula, and I think it's a cool. He's a very cool character in history. The same with anything with any you know Greek character like Achilles or anyone that's that, that exists strictly in lore, as far as we're concerned. I mean, there you know Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, Dracula's based off of a guy who, you know, was kind of a nutbag and impaled people on his front lawn with spikes and kind of he ruled the region for a long time through fear. But loosely based on that, it's but the, the best same, way to rule. Honestly. But it's the same with like King King Arthur is like what we now know is an amalgam of like six different people that mm-hmm. you know the legend came together. But like to me, that's interesting, and it's it's surprising to me that it wasn't more than six point five million dollars interesting to worldwide box office. How much at the time does it cost do we know again i think it has to do with the fact that it was just, it's not, it's not marketed well poorly like marketed said. yeah yeah but and i know we've talked some smack on this film but like again th- this movie is above average i actually enjoyed you know i i for the majority of this film i enjoyed oh, my man. time with it well the see things that, go ahead good oh i was going to say the things it does really well is the fact that it does have a good cast the acting is is above it's okay. par yeah it's okay yeah and like and the movie does do things that you know we're not used to seeing. It makes it makes good use of its set. I think. I think it could have done more with like the claustrophobia feeling. It's something that I've seen people talk about with it, and I and I, I tend to agree after I've after people have said it. I didn't think about it while I was watching it, but yeah, they could have like you know made this made the space seem a little more cramped when they're like inside of it. But you know, it, it is what it is. But like this film has a lot of positives in it. You know, sprinkled in there. It just I think its monster in 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 its monster movie is a little bit lacking. Other than that. It does a good job with building suspense. It has some good some good imagery. It has some. It it doesn't have any uh, cheap jump scares or something. Nope, that, sure that does not. And, I appreciate that. And 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 he's a hundred percent right. Like there's moments where you're ready to ready for that, and the movie doesn't take that take that cheap shot that you know is that could be there. And it it has some pretty good, just creepy imagery of you know like Dracula like hiding in a corner and then standing up up tall and mm-hmm. like. You know, he has a really creepy line early in his in his reveal where like someone says something and he like he like repeats it back to them like he's learning how to talk and it's super fucking jarring. So like it does have a lot of things in its positive column. It's act three is kind of weak, you know what I mean? And it, it it's un- unfortunately it is predictable in that sense. And you know, getting there though isn't a terrible ride, and I did enjoy my time with it. So it, it, I just wanted to preface that because like it, we are talking a good bit of smack on it. When the movie is, you know, better it's than okay. what we all thought it was. No, it's it's very well. I mean, look, the it would be a very different movie. And now I re- I was telling the boys before this that um, Vigo was attached to be the captain for the what last for the two years for the two years before this. So Liam Cunningham, I think, stepped in after Vigo finally dipped. But this so this has been in development hell for some time. And it, it, going with the dark universe kind of not working out that that kind of goes what you were saying, Chris, about how they they didn't know what they were doing and some movies got delayed, blah blah blah. But it's no, would you prefer Liam Cunningham in this role or Viggo Mortensen as the captain? Uh, honestly, I'm okay I, with what we got. Well, yeah, and 
even that being said, I'm gonna say this with all the love for Vigo because you know he was he's he's my guy for all my Lord of the Rings stuff and all that. I don't give a shit who the captain is. I think I, I think either of them would have been fine. I think who we got was fantastic. I think Vigo would have done great. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't think it matters either way. Well, the I, thing is though, if you have Vigo as the captain, that means you don't have Corey Hawkins as Clements, and Clements is more of a Clements movie than it is Captain movie. Why don't you have Corey? Why don't you have him as Clements? Well, that's what I mean, but you have somebody. So here's the thing with Liam Cunningham, who is a very fine established actor. He's not Vigo. Yeah. V, you know what I mean? It, then it's a Vigo movie. Oh, okay. You're saying you're saying his star powers like is, it, is oh, okay, bigger. Okay, yeah, I, it I takes the shine off. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, okay, got you. I see what you're saying because you, you might be right, but Vigo hasn't been in any, in any in in too many things, you know, recently. Toward Vigo is very of, very choosy in what he's in, and I sure, understand. And that's, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. He's allowed to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's now. so. That's again what I wanted to say. That was like the cast actually makes, and there's several conversations that happen. You know, before things really start to kick off, before the box gets broken and the and the the dirt comes out and then the whole thing starts to starts to spiral is a lot of good conversations. Cause if you remember in the beginning is he's not chosen. Um, Clements is not chosen to be a crew member on the ship when they're looking for able-bodied seamen to help on their journey. And he's not chosen. And of course he does, he rescues the captains, you know, and then the captain pretty much says, make sure he's on this boat. He wanted to be, he helped me, blah, blah, blah. So, and then it gets him onto the ship. And then when they're having when they're sitting around that table having that conversation about what he wants out of the world when they're all talking about the bonus they're going to get for getting into port so fast is mm-hmm. I think the best conversation in the film is right there when Clements delivered by the actor who plays him fantastic just off the charts amazing is not only does he want to see the world but he wants to understand the world even everything doesn't make sense to science which is exactly 20 minutes later what he's going to start coming <laughs> up against and that's thought that was a really great conversation because it's just how that was like set up and blocked that conversation it was really well handled and i like yeah. i was so impressed by that conversation and the line delivery i don't again chris i don't some of the things i've said about actors not being able like jake gyllenhaal not being one of the other actors we talked about fine but i don't think liam cunningham is that much lesser of a vigo than you think he is I think um, Liam coming. I mean, look, he's a, he's a damn fine actor. He, he ain't Vigo though. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I would say if, if Vigo's in this movie, Vigo brings people to it. I don't think I don't think Liam brings as many people as Vigo does. My no, they, my <laughs> mother and my aunt would have went and saw this movie. Vigo was in it. They should have just said they should have put um, Sir Davos CC word on the poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, like, we're talking about actors. I think the last thing I want to bring up about the about this film, and I think it's worth mentioning, is how about our boy David D. Yeah. Well, out there playing um god what was his name in this movie i don't know i forget but uh, he, he he's like the first mate though right yeah i think he's fantastic Wo- wojek david dastamashian yeah he's uh yeah. he's been in yeah. a lot of nolan films too i think he's really good and i i i want to see more things more things with him in it um i think he's very underrated right now and all the things that i can think of that he's in that i've seen I think he's great. You know I, what movie I think he's really, really good in, and I mean this seriously, is the last Suicide Squad movie. Which one? Oh, he is. The yes, last, he is. The last Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He, he, he's, he's the polka he, dot guy. He's the dot guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think he's. I think he's great in that. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, I. I'm just. I'm happy to see him in this, and I. And he again. He played a a different role than I've ever seen him play so far, and he he's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think people aren't taking him as seriously as I think they should, and I'm I'm excited to see him do more and more. And I, I want to see him at, in, in like a lead role. 
you know, and see that film and see how he does in it. All right. So. That's fair. I want to see Dracula do more. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So, hey, before we wrap this up, because it's about time we score it up, um, this movie cost $45 million. Okay. So a little more than what, yeah, a little bit more than what I thought. And if it doesn't at least clear 75 to 90, it won't make any money. It's not so going it's to do that. Probably not going to make any money. Probably not. There's a high and, chance. And then we'll not ever get any more of this story. And actually, I would have been okay. Listen, a few years from down the road, there's a follow up to this. I would have been okay with it, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, like, go ahead. Oh, honestly, I feel like. I'm almost sad that they wanted to get more out of this. I mean, good for them. If they, they, they thought they had something and they kind of did. Don't get me wrong. But like, I think the better ending of this movie is no one makes off the ship. Everyone's slaughtered. And like the movie ends in like a very fucking melancholy way. Instead of like this whole, I will kill Dracula. Like the end of the perfect storm with uh, Clooney and Wahlberg where the yeah. Whole, yeah. they hype it up and the whole fucking ship just sinks. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and, but something and like White, that, White Squall to another one at that, that, that time. Yep. With, especially with the way that they wrote this Dracula, how he's just this monster and is just killing people at this point. Like it just makes sense to end it with him. Let me ask you that, Chris, how would you, I was going to ask you, how would you end like in a very, you know, in trying to, you know, keep with the script in a very intelligent way. How do you end this movie? And I asked that because I think one thing I would make is I wouldn't have opened it with the ship. Like I wouldn't have bookended it with the ship run aground. I would just started with, telling you where in the Bram Stoker novel it came from and then just started the movie. I wouldn't have done the whole, you see the ship on the rocks and then people, because I tell you, one thing that bugged me is when you open the book and it was raining, it's like, that's ink, man, it's going to run. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. That bothered me so much. But I, I would have just taken the whole scene out because I think that kind of ruins a little bit of the suspense in the end because you know what has to happen. You know the boat doesn't sink. You know it washes up on shore. You know what I mean? Like, you know certain things. Yeah. So I, I don't have I don't mind it coming on shore like, hey, ships run aground in the storm. I wish they hadn't have said stuff like there was no survivors. Yeah. Like if it just starts with the ship crashing onto the beach with being all indifferent, you know, like you yeah. don't know if you anybody's don't know who all made it there or and not. Yeah. I'm OK with that. You yeah, know what I mean? Agreed. And but then saying be like, hey, there's nobody here. Yeah. And that just kind of. Yep. Spins it off. I think it. this movie ending with with Jackal of murder facing everyone. And then like the movie just. And to him flying through the fog towards towards London, just ripping I mean, up his wings and just yeah, flapping. I, th- I think that's that, yeah. That's but a like, what's the point? Point? Like, what's the point of that though, Chris? I always, what's the point of the everyone dying? And that's like, why did we watch the movie then? What's the point I mean, of it? Did you watch this this movie to see how they beat Dracula? I thought someone I got was news for you, bro. Done. They ain't beating Dracula. That's my again. Why he's a pitfall because you cannot beat Dracula. So he's I a weird choice Dracula. to begin with. Um, one thing I do want to talk about before, one thing I do want to talk about is, um, (laughs) Korg. Yeah, it's a neat weapon. If you have all three vampires huddled together all at once, stab them with that one. (laughs) 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 One thing I do want to talk about is the knocking on the ship and how effectively they use that a couple of times in the movie to like really build suspense. Well, yeah. Yeah. They do. I thought that was creepy. It is creepy, but they do use it a couple of times really effectively. Along so as many things as they did effectively like that, they didn't because I remember who was was it Clements who saw Dracula like stand up in the shadow and then he like, Oh, was that you standing up? Like yeah, yeah. I hate it when they think they see something and then they just shake yeah. it off like it was nothing. Like oh, I must not have he, seen the that. dude's got the glass and he turns and spins and he's like looking right in his face and yeah. he's like, What the fuck? Yep. And he's just nothing. Yep. Dude, it's I just, am yeah. so drunk right now. <laughs> it's just weird to me when that. It's just again, it's like it's almost fourth wall breaking. Like, how can your characters be that stupid? And no yeah. matter what age you're in, it, that was something you definitely saw a beast. 
you know, it's just, it, I don't know, but that's just me being maybe a little more nitpicky in the film. But, um, yeah. so let's, any last comments before we score it is I want to ask. You. I don't think so. I think, I, I think we covered it. No, I think we did pretty good here. Yeah. I'm really ashamed with, we're not going to, we're never going to get a sequel to this. And I want it. Like I now want a sequel because I want to see how he pursues one, but I don't, well, I mean like, I don't know. I think that would be a different movie than what we got too. like, he's, it, it's like he's hunting Dracula. It's a whole different feel, right? Like, I don't but know. But if this movie would have done, if, the, if this movie's sitting in a hundred right now, we'd absolutely get a, get a, get a sequel. True. And that's where True. it's going is he's hunting Dracula. Yeah. So I mean, Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. So I'll I'll move the score Van first. Helsing and Renfield yeah. and all those people. So um, if you like, if you guys don't mind, I would like to go, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, do it. Do your thing. Um, I went into this with absolutely expecting a one or a two, and I'm very happy to say I'm going to give this a six point five. I thought it was well above average. There's a lot to like about it. Aesthetically, it looks great. I thought Dracula was perfect. I mean, they kind of stole Dracula's look from. The Nosferatu film very early on, Count Orloff. He yep. does he does look like that, like super weird, misshapen, really like a just a nightmare creature from the from the pits of hell. But I really dug what they did with most of the movie, uh, especially when it comes to the crew. They could have handled some things better, but overall, I I was pleasantly surprised and walked out of there with a smile on my face that it wasn't a garbage fire like that mm-hmm. the box office was suggesting and. People were saying it was, so I'm very happy. Six point five yeah. is where I'm putting it. Gotcha. Uh, I'm near you in in my rating. Uh, I again, I th- I thought this thing was going to be like trashed here, like you know, two and three territory for sure. What I got wasn't that. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's anything better than like an like your like your average movie. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't even think I can go to go to six point five. I think I, I think I'm five point five. I think I'm just above average. There's enough here to where I don't hate my life. Uh, I can tell people if they like Dracula or they like vampire movies or monster movies. It's, you know, you should go see it and support it because I think it does a decent job and it made some bold choices that you don't see in a lot of films, even in this genre. Just things dying that usually don't. So we didn't even talk about killing the kid and killing the dog. I don't. I didn't want to spoil it, man. Well, I spoiled and that Way awesome ruin things and that really awesome shot they had through the through like the the slit in the door they cut. Remember that mm-hmm. shot? How they all saw Dracula stand up mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Like, that's an Whoa. that might have been the best shot in the entire film. Is that yeah, awesome? It's shot. pretty good, mm-hmm. man. All right, Roger. Sorry. So, have you ever been really happy to give out a five? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it's one of those weird things, like on this show, where like sometimes I give out a five, and it's like the most disappointing shit yeah. that I could ever say. <laughs> look, I am so happy to give this movie a five. Yeah, because like, look, this movie's okay, man. Yeah. like it's totally okay. Movies just fine yeah and <laughs> like th- this is a happy five for me a happy um five. like it's not trash the story is okay it's acted well mm-hmm. hell yeah brother five yep, yep. <laughs> all right yeah. okay decent de- decent score for what we thought was going to be a one <laughs> well listen i i had no expectation for this yeah. listen this no I, I had expectations they were poor well yeah if i'd have come you know when i watch this tuesday uh-huh. if you'd have asked me sunday what I thought legitimately I was going to score this movie, and I told you it was anything more than a two, I would have been lying to you. I'm on way out the door to see this movie because I, I saw I saw it today. Uh, I, I I said, all right, all right. I'm I'm told my wife I'm I'm, go, I'm going to go watch this movie. She went, okay, have fun. I said, probably won't, and I and I left, and I was wrong. It was all, all right. right. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just I'm so happy to be okay with stuff yeah. sometimes. Agreed. Are you gonna be Are you gonna be happy when it's better than Exorcist beginning or Believer? It probably is. Listen, I know, I know for a fact that I'm going to have to watch the Nun Two. Mm-hmm. Oh you know, yeah, <laughs> Nun Two, awesome. <laughs> you know, and uh, 
I guarantee I know this movie for I know this movie's gonna be better than that. So maybe it'll surprise you. It won't. <laughs> mm. Indeed, sirs, indeed. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me for tonight's episode. This has Wait, been episode I had a choice. No, you never have choice. This has been episode <laughs> 344A of Fourth Love Cinema, a, po- a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am a Grayson Maxwell one. Hi, I'm at Rod Stillian. Hi, I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Blue Beetle and the Beanie Bubble from Apple TV Plus with Zach Galifianakis. That's a lot of alliteration. Pickens are slim on the streaming department. Blue Beetle Beanie Bubble? <laughs>